0: Hi friend, it's me. I just wanted to let you know that this month we are just having one live lesson and it will be on February 25th. I am scaling back this month because I am having a minor surgery next week. So instead of doing all of the lessons this month, I am just doing one and actually I am going to start doing this on a regular basis. Just one lesson a month. And the seats will be limited on these. So if you are interested, if you have felt that call in your heart to set some bold boundaries to go forward and protect and reclaim your sense of self, go get signed up now. And what that means is that you have been trying to figure out how to find yourself in your current situation, in your current relationships. Maybe you have lost who you are. Maybe you are just feeling like you've forgotten what you enjoy and what brings you happiness in life and you want to create more of that in your life. Go get signed up now. The link is in our show notes. It is also in in the bio of our Instagram feed. And you can also join our private Facebook group, Bold Action Takers. I hope to see you there. I hope you have a great month. And uh, yeah, take care and enjoy this episode. It is very different than anything we have ever done. And it is just me. And I am excited to hear what you think. Ugh, I just cringe with that statement, you guys. Good women always have a desire to know if they are succeeding. You don't always have to have that desire you don't always have to be succeeding you just have to be continuing forward the fact that you are continuing forward means you're succeeding if you feel you have failed you haven't failed you are learning and growing failure is not a thing failure is the learning opportunity because we are all going to fail the only way you don't fail is if you're not doing anything and quite honestly that's okay sometimes too like there's no shame in that all right, guys, I am talking or addressing something a little differently today, but it was deep on my heart and I felt I needed to do something about that. And what it is, is this week, well, each week in our church, we have a different lesson laid out. And the idea of it is that you get to study at home in the scriptures and they've been so wonderful. Like there's so much good information and so many things that I'm learning and I really appreciated that. But this week... There was a talk included in this week's lesson that when I read it, I literally had like a visceral reaction to it. I was so worked up and upset. And the reason is, is because there is so much messaging in this world that is telling women they aren't of worth, that is telling us that we are struggling, that we aren't doing enough and that we need to do more to be worthy, to be good, to be qualified. And this this message, while there were things in it that I loved and that I can see the point and the good in it, to me, I just heard all of the things that I knew, the women I have worked with for years, the things I have learned about women, the things we are telling ourselves, the false beliefs we are telling ourselves, I heard them in here. And I heard them in a way. I heard these women that I talk to on a daily basis who are questioning their worth, who are struggling because they feel like they have to do all the things. They have to do more. They have to be better and that they're not of worth unless they are doing more. And I heard all of those things in here and it was so clear to me how we as leaders and how our leaders and the world in general is just getting the verbiage wrong, like we are saying things in a way that is creating more shame and more guilt and keeping us from moving forward instead of encouraging and inspiring us and helping us feel worthy and letting us know we are doing enough and we are doing our best and that, you know, when you're ready, you get to do more. You get to move forward. I've been thinking a lot about Maslow's hierarchy of needs this week. And I feel like this plays imperfectly where, you know, you can only move up that hierarchy of needs unless when you have met the things before that, when you have met those needs in you before. And so here we are pushing ourselves to do more, to be better and to to do all these things when really we haven't met these base needs a lot of times. And yet we're striving for this need that's clear up here. We're looking to hit this thing that we've been told we need to do to be better, to be our best selves when really we need to focus on the level that we're at. So with that being said, for those of you who are listening and want to continue to listen, if you're not a member of the church, I'm going to be talking about Satan and I'm going to be talking about Heavenly Father. And I want you to think of these things. Um, I'm just going to say those terms just to keep it easy. But I want you to think of those terms as as how you believe in a way that fits for you. So maybe you think of it as the universe or a divine being or a knowing that is within yourself. And there are two sides of that, no matter how you believe. I believe that most of us view that there are two sides. There's, there's a pull in the universe to do good and there's a pull in the universe to do bad, to, um, to not live up to our full potential. And so these are those two things that I'm talking about. Satan is, of course, in my, in my terms and in my view, this force that is pulling us this direction we don't want to go while God, Christ, our inner knowing is pulling us to be our best selves and to live a life full of joy. And That is what it comes down to, and I will say this over and over again. You hear it in the scriptures. You read it in the scriptures. Men are that they might have joy, and that is what I want you to get out of this: is that you are meant to have joy, and you need to find the way that works for you to have joy. And I am not trying to pull down my leaders or to negate what they are saying, but instead, I'm trying to help help us as a culture, as a religion, as a world, as a community, that we start changing the things we are saying to show up better for the people in, in these situations, in our lives, in our congregations, in our communities, so that we inspire instead of creating more shame. There is enough shame in this world, and I want us to find our worth. So I read this talk. It is in our come follow me this week is called and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. It is by Julie B. Beck and it is from 2010. So I want to preface that too. This was 10 years ago and I feel like we have come a long way since then, but this is included in this month's reading this week's reading. So that's the only reason I brought it up. When I talked to Matt about it, he's like, well, why are you even wanting to talk about this with people? And I said, because it is in the reading this week. And that is why it touched me so hard. I'm like, okay, this is something we just brought up and brought to the forefront again. It needs to be addressed. So I do have notes today, so I apologize, but I want to read some things a lot actually of her talk and then counter that. And so that you can understand and, and grow in understanding how we can start changing this verbiage and how we can understand it better. Not only that, but we need to, as women, stop projecting our own insecurities and things onto what people are saying and just... We need to find ways to stop creating more shame in ourselves. And so I come at it from both those angles of, yes, we need as leaders to say things differently, but we also, as the receiver, need to think of it a different way. We need to stop projecting these things onto ourselves, stop beating ourselves up, and stop shaming ourselves, which is so hard when we receive a message like this. So she's going through and talking about different sisters all over the world. She says, the questions these sisters ask are serious and insightful. They articulate uneasiness about the future, sorrow for unrealized expectations, some indecision and diminished feelings of self-worth. They also reflect a deep desire to do what is right, which I believe is so true. Like all of us are wanting to do what is right, right? We want to show up. We want to be good. We want to be happy. We want to help others. And we have most of us diminished feelings of self-worth. And what I want to focus in on there is that, yes, this is Satan's greatest tool against us is to diminish our self-worth. Because if we live into our self-worth, if we live up to it, if we understand our self-worth, we don't don't have to live up to it. We just need to understand our self-worth. We are unstoppable. And that is why women have been oppressed for years. That is why Satan tries to diminish our, our sense of self-worth, whether we're male or female. As a human, that's just what he does because he wants to convince us that we are not of worth because when we understand what we are worth, we show up, man. We know we're unstoppable and we go do the hard things. So I, I agree with what she says there. But then she goes on. There is growth. There has grown in me an overwhelming testimony of the value of daughters of God. So much depends on them. So it doesn't, (laughs) right there, so much depends on us, okay? Yes, some things do depend on us, but that doesn't mean you have to push through the hard things. She keeps going, and she says a couple things, and then she says, how does one increase faith, strengthen families, and provide relief? How does a woman in our day find answers to her own questions and stand strong and immovable against incredible opposition and difficulty? And so what I want to focus on here is that you guys need to, in this, as we do think about these things, because I think most of us do, we want to increase our faith. And for me, that means increase our faith in ourselves so that we trust ourselves to act more clearly, to have more insights, and to do what we feel is right for us. I want you guys to think about that. Like The whole point of this is to figure out what works for you and to show it for you. So she says, we need to have more personal revelation. And when I say personal revelation, I consider that understanding the desires of your heart, knowing who you are and what it is you want, and being able to recognize those things more often in the moment. And the more you lean into that understanding of who you are and what it is you want, the more often you get to feel that personal revelation, yourself speaking to you. You are going to hear it more and more often. So that is my take on personal revelation. It is like your intuition, the voice inside of you that speaks to you. However you want to think of that, that is your personal revelation. So she starts off, and this is the first three words of this are where I really have a hard time. Is she says, a good woman. And I just want to be like, why do we need to put good in there? Like a person, an individual, just having an understanding of knowing you don't have enough time. But she feels, she says, a good woman knows she does not have enough time, energy, or opportunity to take care of all of the people or do all of the worthy things her heart yearns to do, which is so true. But. If you don't understand that right now that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean you're not doing the right things. That doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean you're not a good woman. It just means that you're not there yet and that is okay because you are in a different spot. We are all in different levels of knowing and understanding what we do have time for and what we don't have time for. That is a learning process through our whole lives. Even the people who you see like and you think, "Oh my gosh, they are crushing life. They are doing so amazing." Even those people don't fully understand this. We still give our time to to things and people and and give space to to thoughts and things that don't serve us. So just I, that whole a good woman knows, um, I just want to cut that out. But this is true that when we understand that we do not have enough time, energy or opportunity to k- take care of all of the people or do all of the worthy things, our hearts yearn to do because we all yearn to do more. We all have this desire to live our best lives, right? But we have to do that in steps and be aware of what we are capable of in this moment. And so that is that is what people women hear is, oh, I am not a good woman. Instead of hearing that we don't have to do all the things, instead, we focus in on the fact that I'm not a good woman because I don't understand this concept because I'm not living it a 100%. She continues on, life is not calm for most women and each day seems to require the accomplishment of millions of things, most of which are important. Correct. A good woman must constantly resist alluring and deceptive messages from many sources telling her that she is entitled to more time away from her responsibilities and that she deserves a life of greater ease and independence. Okay, so <laughs> this is what got to me in this. And honestly, I, I get teared up and emotional about this. I'm not going to cry, but a good woman is constantly, or a good woman must constantly resist the alluring. And deceptive messages from many sources telling her that she is entitled to more time away from her responsibilities and that she deserves a life of greater ease and independence. Here's the deal, ladies. Here's the deal. Anybody that's listening to this, you do deserve to take time for yourself. Now, women are going to hear this and instantly focus in on, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be taking time for myself. I shouldn't be going and exercising. I shouldn't be making it a priority to go do this thing that calls for my heart. Um, I shouldn't make time to go spend time with my friends. It's not important. I'm, I'm giving into this deception that I need to take time for myself. And that is bull crap you guys i call bull crap that's that's my thing be bold and i call bull crap it is so important for us to take the time for ourselves that we need now i see very few women who are elaborate in taking their time for themselves who get so entitled about needing all this space and getting so selfish. Like this is not a main issue for many women. This is not something that most women (laughs) struggle with. It's the opposite. It's the opposite of, you know, all of us feel like we, we shouldn't be giving time to ourselves when really we need to give ourselves some time. If we want to show up as our best selves, if we want to do the things that we want to do for others, we have to take time for ourselves. We have to fill our cup. We have to realize that we are of just as much worth and just as important as the people we are giving ourselves to. So while I get this message, like, yeah, you don't want to go over the top. You don't want to be leaving every weekend. You don't want to be, I don't know, whatever it is, like, and that's the other thing is you have to figure out what that means to you. What is too much time for you and your situation? What is what is too much of what gets selfish and what isn't selfish? What is like getting you renewed and refreshed and feeling your best self? And what is pulling you away from the basic responsibilities that you have? You have to decide that for yourself. I was going to, I started giving examples and I don't even feel right about that because it's so different for each of us. It's so different. If you are struggling emotionally, you need to make sure you are taking plenty of time for yourself to lean into those emotions and to deal with them and then be able to come back and process and show up in the ways that you can. So that's important that you understand. I know that most women hear that same and they think, well, I can't, I need to not be giving so much time to myself. Bull crap. And, and this is true, but with personal revelation, she can prioritize correctly and navigate this life confidently. A hundred percent. When you listen to yourself and know what it is you need, then you get to show up and prioritize correctly. Okay? So I agree with that. Like, that's spot on. But the way the last sentence was said, women aren't going to hear the sentence, but that we need to prioritize correctly and understand and navigate this life confidently. We need to understand that for ourselves. We need to show up for ourselves. The next line says, the ability to qualify for receive and act upon personal revelation is the single most important skill that can be acquired in this life. So the first half of the sentence makes me cringe. The fact that we are saying you need to qualify to be able to receive personal revelation. Again, women hear that word qualify and they think, oh my gosh, they instantly fill themselves with shame. I'm not doing enough. I am never going to be qualified. I need to be perfect to be able to qualify. I need to do more of this and that and all of these things instead of listening to ourselves. And when we start just throwing all of these things, we can't hear ourselves talk. We can't hear the personal revelation we are given. We can't hear our own tuition speaking to us. And so it's... it throwing in that word qualify really sends us in this horrible direction. And I hear so many women who get stuck on this that they have to qualify. So we need to step back and listen to ourselves and not bring on more shame but instead recognize that yeah listening to myself listening to the desires of my heart understanding what works for me is huge it's so important and and I'm, and you can get there you don't have to qualify for it you just need to understand how you can get there so I'm gonna skip most of this next. The rest of that paragraph, but the word qualify is used several times. And I just want to scratch that out and find a new way to phrase that. Like you don't have to qualify. You are doing as you should right now in this moment. Wherever you are on that list of needs, that hierarchy of needs, wherever you're falling into, that is enough. That's all you need to do. When you have that desire to to show up for yourself, to show up for your family, then you are qualified then you're doing enough. That's you qualified. Don't think you have to be doing more. Don't shame yourself. Don't diminish your own self-worth. Don't let Satan have that power over you by thinking that you need to do more. Because is going to take these. That's exactly what he does. He takes this good message and he turns it on us. He takes it and he, he sends it into our hearts that we aren't doing enough and therefore we are filled with shame and we can't continue forward. So we need to start learning how for us to release that shame and those feelings. All right. So skipping the rest of that, Okay, so she lifts, lists off things that help us qualify to have those things. So in our church, we believe that you should attend the temple and that you should read your scriptures and um that you should go to church and all of those things. You should say your prayers. And while, yes, I love these things and I believe there is power in all of them, I also believe that how I do those things looks different than how you should do those things. And it's different for me how I believe in studying the scriptures, how I believe in praying, how I feel the spirit of the Lord in me, that's different for me than it is for you. And so you need to figure out how that looks for you. What things do speak to you? you you're you not gonna feel you're close to, to the universe, close to the spirit, close to God, the same way I am. And so it's important to lean into those things and understand that. And also, if you are looking for some insight on this, The Well, Well, Well podcast just did some great episodes about this, about church culture. that can give you some insight into that. So go check that out if you're looking for some more information about that. And it continues on. It says, Revelation can come hour by hour and moment by moment as we do the right things. I believe that's true. Yes, it does come. But we don't, (laughs) as soon as she says, It comes moment by moment as we do the right things that instantly, again, sends us back into that shame cycle of, oh, I'm not doing the right things. That's why I'm not receiving the answers. You guys aren't going to get the answers all the time. It takes work. It takes progress. It takes a lot of work to hear yourself speaking to you. It takes a lot of work to understand how you hear things, how you respond. It takes work and action. But you don't have to be doing everything perfect to get there. She says, when women nurture as Christ nurtured, a power of peace can descend to guide when help is needed. For instance, and this like threw me into like a fit, this next part. For instance, mothers can feel help from the spirit even when tired, noisy children are clamoring for attention. I'm sorry. It can be really hard to feel the spirit when you have kids that are needing you, that are hanging on you, well, yes, you can feel that spirit. It's very hard. So if you aren't feeling that spirit, if you aren't hearing yourself speak to you in that moment, let it go. It's not your fault. It's real life. And then she says, but we can distance. So she's saying you can still feel the spirit in those moments when you're calm. She says, but we can be distanced from the spirit if they lose their temper with their children. And I want to be like, okay, so you just made women. We just inferred that women should feel shame that they aren't doing it right if you lose your temper with your kids. And I call bull crap on that, you guys, because we're all going to lose our tempers. We're all going to reach the point where we, we aren't peaceful, where we aren't calm, where we show up in a way that isn't a hundred percent right. And that is okay. You know what happens then? We learn. We get to learn. Our kids get to learn. We get to use that as a learning experience. And I'm sorry, I totally fumbled those sentences, but it's just the truth. Like if you are, when you're tired and there's kids all around and clamoring for attention, it's okay if you don't do it right. It's okay if you don't feel the spirit in those moments. It's okay if you can't hear yourself speaking to you. You get to continue forward. You get to use those moments as real life moments that show your kids that, yeah, I mess up sometimes too. Yeah, sometimes I lose my temper. It's how you respond after that that makes a difference. It's okay to to take time to say, hey, I'm not okay and to lose it and to walk away or do whatever works for you in those moments. But that doesn't mean that, if you can't feel the spirit in those moments that you're doing something wrong okay it just doesn't means you're learning and you're growing and you're real it requires a conscious effort to diminish distractions but having the spirit of revelation makes it possible to prevail over opposition and persistent faith through difficult days and essential routine tasks okay yes sure We can have the spirit, and it does help us to get through the day-to-day and the difficult things, but that doesn't mean you have to persist every day. That doesn't mean that you have to just keep pushing through and going as hard as you can when you aren't feeling it. When you need help and support, when you need to take a break, that is okay. You don't have to keep pushing. You don't have to keep striving for more every single minute of every day. Instead... There is power in understanding and saying, hey, I need a break right now. Hey, I'm not okay. I am going to take a minute for myself. That is personal revelation. That is listening to yourself, to your intuition, saying, oh my gosh, I am not okay. I need somebody to help me with my kids in this moment. I need to take a step back and listen to what is going on. Because personal revelation is a constantly renewable source of strength, it is possible to feel bathed in help even during turbulent times. Yes. I agree. Like you can feel peace and calm when things are hard, but that doesn't mean it's going to be consistent. That doesn't mean that you should feel those things. That just means that you can. You could have that opportunity, and that would be great if you do. And God will speak to you in a different way during that time. So, and I wrote down, I agree, but you are your first defense. Like you are the first one that has to figure out how to create the space for yourself. You need to recognize those moments of saying, Hey, I'm, I'm in something hard. I'm going to create a little space where I can, even if it's just a little bit, uh, and lean into that and figure out what works for you. How do you get through those turbulent times? Promise personal revelation comes when we ask for it, prepare for it, and go forward in faith, trusting that it will be poured out upon us. Okay, so promise personal revelation comes when we ask for it. Okay. So it's saying like when we pray and we ask for personal revelation, we're going to receive it. And when we prepare for it and go forward in faith, okay, you guys, that does not mean you're going to get the answers you need right in that moment. Sometimes that means that you have to dig deep into yourself to find those answers. You have to really listen. You and one of the things I do is journal. I love to journal when I am in these moments of, hey, I'm struggling. I need some help here. Where's my guidance? I need to get in tune with myself. So that I can hear what Heavenly Father is saying. That doesn't mean that I'm not prepared. That doesn't mean that I'm going to get the answer right then. But it means that I am willing to make some effort to find that. So if you're not getting the answer, or I mean, when you hear this, we think, okay, well, I didn't get any answers. I don't know what to do. We start beating ourselves up because then we start feeling like, well, I wasn't qualified. I didn't do enough. I wasn't perfect enough. I didn't show up in the best way I could. And that's bullcrap, you guys. Uh, you're going to receive the answers when you need them. You're going to get the inspiration you need as you listen to yourself, as you create those calm moments and, and can find it. So yes, I believe very strongly in these things. But where was this? Yes, revelation is and can be constant, but doesn't mean you are failing if you don't feel feel that light 100% of the time. Okay, so that's what I wrote down about this. Yes, revelation is and can be constant and it can be there when you're going through hard times, but it doesn't mean you are failing if you don't feel that light, that presence, that calming peace 100% of the time. You just have to learn that you are going, like trust yourself, trust that you are going to know what you should do as you continue forward and start taking those steps forward. The next part she talks about is... The Relief Society, which in our church is the women's organization. You join the Relief Society when you're 18 or if you're over 18 when you're baptized into our church and she talks about the support and the strength we receive there and i 100% agree that there is support and inspiration and strength there i also agree that there are inspired women outside of the church that can help us connect to our truest self that can help us find what we are looking for that they are just as inspired in different ways as as the women in our church so um read this self improvement book connect with that person that is speaking your language online like there are people that you are going to connect with influencers And such that you are going to say, "Oh my gosh, this person makes me feel so good. They are speaking my language. They are meeting me on my level, which is huge, and I relate to them." So while I love the Relief Society and the things that it does, and it's a great organization, I also feel like you know we are we have so many resources that we can use, whether you are in or out of the church. And so we we get to have that. She also says in here that entrance into Relief Society signifies that a woman can be trusted and relied upon to make a significant contribution. And and she's talking specifically to the church. But here's the deal, you guys: you don't have to be a certain age, you don't have to be in a certain organization to be able to make a contribution. Like you can do that no matter when and no matter what, like you have good inside of you that others need, that your family needs, that you need. And so just getting into this organization doesn't mean that all of a sudden you've got it right or all of a sudden you're worthy or that you are trusted at that point. You are trusted before then, you are trusted after then, you are trusted. So she continues on to quote Eliza R. Snow who is the second president of our Relief Society organization in the church? And this quote, while I get what it is behind it, it made me, again, so upset. So the quote is We want to be ladies in very deed, not according to the term of the world, of the word as the world judges, but fit companions of the God and the Holy Ones. I'm not going to touch on that part. In an organized capacity, we assist each other in not only doing good, but in refining ourselves. And I want to point out here that whenever they talk about showing up in service or or the things we should be doing, ideally how we're showing up to life, it always starts with ourselves. So right here, and this is the part I like about the quote, is it says, we show up in doing good in refining ourselves. So the first focus is ourselves. But we don't hear that when we listen to these talks. We we don't hear the fact that we are supposed to listen to ourselves first. We are supposed to work on ourselves first. We hear these next parts. And the next parts are that we take care of our family and then serve others. In that order, yourself, your family, and then others. Okay? She goes on to say, and whether few or many come forward and help to prosecute this great work, they will be those... That will fill honorable positions in the kingdom of God. Women should be women. This is the part that really got to me, guys. Women should be women and not babies that need petting and correction all the time. I know we like to be appreciated, but if we do not get all the appreciation which we think is our due, what matters? Okay. I get the point. Like, yes, we should feel of worth and know our worth outside of other people telling us we're appreciated, outside of other people telling us our worth. But that first part, why include that part? Women should be women and not babies that need petting or correction. Like That is so demeaning to me that we are compared to babies. And listen... If you need that outside affirmations, if you need that appreciation, if you are feeling like, hey, I just need somebody to tell me I'm doing okay, that is normal. That is natural. That is okay. And while, yes, ideally we get to a point where where we thrive and we continue forward without that need, like all of us still want that on some level. And that's okay. Like that desire isn't wrong. That desire shouldn't be a source of shame in our lives. And this, I feel like it was just such a demeaning way to say that and such a like slap in the face of saying, hey, if you want to feel appreciated, you're just like a little baby who needs to be petted and corrected. And so I just, uh, I just was like, why did we include that part of this quote? Why, why was that necessary? And so when you read that, Remember that that's not the intent here. The intent is, yeah, ideally someday we get to the point where we don't need other people's appreciation or to feel worthy or other people's appreciation to know that we're doing good. But there's no harm. There's nothing wrong with the fact that you might need that now. It's okay. Don't shame yourself for not being to that point. Instead, accept and love yourself for that. Like it's okay to say, hey, I just need somebody to tell me I'm doing all right. I just need somebody to let to put their arm around me and say, "Hey, it's okay. You're doing a great job." And I sometimes need somebody to tell me that, "Hey, you need to I love you and you might want to f- do this a little differently. Like I see how this isn't serving you." Those things are okay. She continues on, "We know the Lord has laid high responsibility upon us, and there is not a wish or desire that the Lord has implanted in our hearts in righteousness" but will be realized. So she's saying that the Lord has laid high responsibility on us. And I agree. I think that as women, we are capable of so much. And not that he expects us to do everything, but he wants us to lean into the desires he has given us. He wants us to show up for ourselves and for our families and for others in the best ways that we can while still finding joy in our lives, while still taking time for ourselves. And I believe that Satan understands that we are worth so much as well. And that's why he is pulling the opposite direction. That's why women have been oppressed for years is because we have so much power. We have so much strength. And so he had, the world had to convince us that we weren't of strength, that we weren't of value, that we didn't have this strength in us, right? And so, and so they oppressed us. They told us we weren't strong. We've been told we are weak and it is the opposite. And I believe the Lord knows it's the opposite and wants us to realize that. And this is our time to realize that. I mean, look at everything that's going on in the world that is showing us that women are strong. We are amazing. We can do just as hard, if not harder things than men. And, and I'm not demeaning men, but I also want women to realize that we are powerful beings. We are equals to men. We are not to be held back. We are a force to be reckoned with. And so I believe there is power in this statement, but that again, that does not mean you have to live up to every thing that has been put on us. As women in the church, we hear the things that we're supposed to do, the way we should be living life, and we think we have to check every one of those boxes and that if we aren't, we are not doing it right. In reality, we don't need to check all those boxes because we have other people in our lives who are going to check the boxes. We don't. They are going to help us dot the I's. They are going to help us cross the T's. They are going to help us do all those things we don't have to do it all. That's the beauty of this. Like we find these things that we're good at and we lean in and we do them. Okay. So continuing on, it says again, it uses the term good women and it just, I just cringe with that statement. You guys, good women always have a desire to know if they are succeeding. You don't always have to have that desire. You don't always have to be succeeding. You just have to be continuing forward. The fact that you are continuing forward means you are succeeding. If you feel you have failed, you haven't failed. You are learning and growing. Failure is not a thing. Failure is the learning opportunity because we are all going to fail. The only way you don't fail is if you're not doing anything. And quite honestly, that's okay sometimes too. Like there's no shame in that. In a world where the measure of success is often distorted, it is important to seek appreciation and affirmation from proper sources. Okay, so right before this, they're saying that we shouldn't seek appreciation and affirmation. And then here it is saying we need to seek it from... Appropriate sources, proper sources, which is so true. You guys, like be aware of who you're seeking those feelings of appreciation and affirmation from. Like don't hesitate to make sure that it's from somebody that you trust, somebody that you love, somebody that you know has your best interests in mind. That is where we should be seeking for those. So I do agree with that. But as a good woman, that doesn't mean we always, you don't always do it correctly. And <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, yeah, just cut all of the good women out of here. You're a good woman no matter what. Like, you don't have to qualify for that. You don't have to do more. To paraphrase a list found in Preach My Gospel, Preach My Gospel is a learning or a teaching tool that our missionaries use. We are doing well when we develop attributes of Christ and strive to obey his gospel with exactness. Okay, this is another thing that women just heard. I need to be perfect. In that word, we strive to obey his gospel with exactness. We heard we need to do it perfect. We need to be checking all those boxes. We need to be doing all of the things perfectly. And that's not what it means, you guys, because we can't do that. We can't. And it's okay that we can't. So you have to think back to that, that, you know, yeah, I, I'm i not going to do this exactly right. I don't have to do it exactly right. I need to do it in a way that works for me. I need to understand myself and I need to understand what works for me. They go back to this thing, and I'm going to read it. We are doing well when we increase faith and personal righteousness. Again, you're you're doing fine no matter where you're at with this. We work line upon line, precept upon precept. We take little steps to get to where we want to be. And if you're in a place where you're just trying to maybe focus in on one step, that's okay. Like, that's a good place to be where you're just like, I just need to get, I need to feel in control, emotionally, physically, whatever. I need to feel safe in this space before I move on. That is healthy. That is right. And she starts in here and she says, we increase that in personal righteousness. So you start with yourself again, and then you move to your family and your home, and then you seek to help others who are in need. Okay, so again, I I want to reiterate that, that they say this over and over again too, that you need to take time for yourself You need to engage in your own personal righteousness and then you move forward to your family and home and then you move on to others outside of your family and home who need your help. And and those come in layers. It it goes right in line with that uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I encourage you to go look that up. And so, yeah, it's just that simple. You first, your family, and then others outside of there. When we have done our very best, we may still experience disappointments. Yes, you are always going to experience disappointment and that's okay. And she says, but we will not be disappointed in ourselves. Sometimes you're disappointed in yourselves. Like, yes, the ideal mindset is that we're not disappointed in ourselves, but the reality is we all are. We all have moments of being disappointed in ourselves and that's okay. We can feel certain that the Lord is pleased when we feel his spirit working through us. Okay, I even struggle with that because sometimes when you are doing things right, sometimes when you are just trying your dang hardest, you aren't always going to feel that spirit. You aren't always going to feel yourself patting you on the back saying, you just nailed that. We have to seek for that. And just because you don't feel that spirit all the time doesn't mean you're not doing it right. Peace, joy, hope, <laughs> and hope are available to those who measure success properly. And next to this, I just wrote, ugh. I just like, okay, yes, they are available to all of us. And we do feel more of that when we do measure success properly. But again, we're all on different levels there. And so if you aren't feeling those things, if you are struggling emotionally, it's okay. It's okay if you don't feel that peace and that hope and that joy right away. That means that you, you're real, that you're in the place where you are. And hopefully you will find that joy at some point. But that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong right now. Okay. I think that's probably where I will end. This is uh, da, da, da. there's another quote there that that I do have some thoughts on, but you this is the point ladies. You are of worth. And when we hear these things, when we when we hear something that fills us with shame, I encourage you to go read it, review it, watch it again, and hear the points that maybe you missed. Like, okay, so we heard that we weren't doing enough, that we need to be doing more, whatever, that you shouldn't be taking time for yourself. Go and see, maybe that's not quite what they meant. Maybe that's me projecting what I just heard or understood. And if it fills you with shame, let it go. Like, that is not the intent. That is not the point. If something is filling with you with shame, it's not right for you. it's not the things you should be doing. It's not where you need to be and i I have for years you know I don't get filled with shame very often i it's It's not my natural tendency, but I know because I've worked with so many women because I am doing this course with women because I'm helping to empower women to live a bold life, to live true to who they are, to know what it is they want to listen to themselves on a daily basis, this is the thing that I hear is that well I'm just not doing enough. I'm not of worth I'm I feel all these things and we are filling ourselves with shame. And so when I read this talk, I just I've never had this reaction to a talk before and again, my knee jerk is, well, I should feel shame that I am not totally agreeing with this person. Like, I'm the one in the wrong here. And it, that's not right. That's not true. We connect with some things and the things that inspire us that help us feel like, okay, I'm doing enough. Like, I'm doing good. The things that help us feel like we can take a little step forward. Oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do a little bit more. Like, Or, hey, I need to do this to protect where I am. Like right now, I just need to protect where I'm at and do my best here. Those things are the things we need to listen to. Those are, that's our personal revelation. That's the spirit talking to us and helping us push forward. You are a good woman. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're struggling with, you are qualified to have that spirit with you, to have those feelings, to listen to yourself. You are qualified for that. No matter where you are at, no matter what you are doing, like you are qualified. And maybe it's a quiet voice right now, but the more you listen to it, the louder it is going to get. The louder you are going to feel it and the more you are going to trust yourself to move forward, to trust your own instincts in these things. And that is what I want for you. That is what I want. I know I didn't do this perfectly, and I'm not going to go back and redo it because I want to get this out there to you guys. I um, i am a big believer of progress over perfection, of bold action imperfect bold action and so while yes i i feel bad that i fumbled some of that i hope it was still clear i hope you still got the message and that you can see the intent i know that there are things that probably i said wrong that might not resonate and and that's okay like take those things and and shove them under the door and that's all right but i wanted to share with you my thoughts on this because we do live in this world especially within church culture where where we think we should embrace everything that is said, where if it doesn't resonate with us, then something's wrong with us. When really that thing that didn't resonate with us, and that's okay. That's right. That's how it should be. That's why there's more than one teacher, or more than one person talking to us, more than one way to receive the spirit of revelation in our lives, to receive and hear God's commandments for us. We need to find the voices that speak to us in and out of the church and follow those. So. I do want to actually end with this little quote from Erica Lane and she is with the Life on Purpose movement. She is on Instagram and she has um, a podcast and she also has like this cool little calendar that has daily quotes. And you guys, I love it. Like she has the best quotes. So if you want, go pick up her calendar. It's awesome. This one was from January 17th and it says, your life doesn't have to look like anyone else's. You don't have to hustle. You don't have to keep up. You can do life your way and find immense comfort and relief and knowing that your way is right for you. And ultimately that's what I want you guys to understand is that you need to do life your way. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Yes, there is guidance to help us along the way. Yes, there are things that will help keep us safe and protected and help us find joy. but ultimately it is up to you to do that, to know what it is for you, to understand that your life gets to look how it should look for you because God created you uniquely. He created you in a way to understand that and to live into that. And yes, you are doing it right as you are. The areas that you feel aren't right, pivot. Make the changes. Do the things you know you can do. But uh, don't stress yourself out about it. Don't shame yourself for making mistakes along the way. You are doing awesome being you. So go be bold. Go take some bold, imperfect action and move closer to what feels right for
1: you thank you so much for listening to this episode of the husband-in-law all right now we have a challenge for you we challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you if you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet please be sure to do so now also don't forget to give us a review we read every single one of them Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.